Hey, welcome to my post-game show, my instant reaction. My name is Grant Cohn. I cover the 49ers for sportsillustrated.com. You can find my work at si.com slash NFL slash 49ers, or you could just watch me here on YouTube where I'm going to break it down for the next half hour or so. Niners just won 28-16. Feels like kind of a bad game for the Niners, right? They usually win like 31-10. to 10. I'm just kidding. Another win. A win is a win. And they smacked the Seahawks. They didn't play their best game, and they still smacked the Seahawks. I know a lot of you are watching Dallas and Philly. If you watch this tomorrow, that game will be over right now. They're playing right now, and Dallas is trying to score another touchdown. Looking like Philly isn't that good. We're going to talk about what team is good other than the Niners, because I don't know that there is one. But first, we need to talk about Brock Purdy. I'm the number one Brock Purdy skeptic. And here's my rationale for being skeptic, skeptical of Brock. I cover Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy Garoppolo started his career 16 and two, I believe. Brock was 18, is 18 and four right now. The thing with Jimmy is he never improved. The book on him improved, but he didn't improve. So once he played more and defenses could watch him and see what he was doing and what he wasn't doing, they could just check things off. All right, he doesn't throw deep. He really doesn't throw the ball outside the numbers. So we're, we're defending a small tennis court. I, I call it a tennis court. He doesn't use the football field. He uses a, a section of it. And over time, he got figured out, and now he's a backup quarterback. Goodbye. He was just fool's gold. He was fugazi, a mirage. And I didn't necessarily think Brock was that too, although I didn't know. I felt we needed to see if he could defeat the book on him. He starts hot. He, he gets exposed to the league. Defensive coordinators are very smart. They start seeing what he does and doesn't do and start taking away the, th the stuff he does do well and forcing him, to stuff, forcing him to do the stuff he doesn't do well. How does he respond? Frauds fold. Jimmy Garoppolo, we saw it happen. Frankly, Colin Kaepernick. Hot start, got figured out. His best play was early on in his career. Jimmy's best play was early on in his career. Brock gets better because Brock's a good quarterback. Really good quarterbacks continuously improve. They see what the scouting report is, and they attack those weaknesses. So the book on Brock is that he doesn't throw deep. He's the weakest arm of any starting quarterback in the NFL, and that might be true. But it's good enough. He can throw 50 yards through the air. Maybe he can't throw a 70-yard Hail Mary, but so far he hasn't had to. And if the book on Brock is to suffocate the short throws, take away the stuff over the middle and force him to beat you deep, he'll do it. And it just seems like that might be the quickest way to lose to Brock Purdy. So now I feel like I'm officially not skeptical of Brock Purdy anymore. Is he elite? I don't know. I wouldn't say that. I'm going to wait a little bit. I'm going to wait a couple years before I call someone elite. But he is one hell of a quarterback. He's not a fraud. He is not a mirage. This is really happening. And you could tell because he's beating the book on him. Jimmy never did. Jimmy was a product of Kyle Shanahan. And there was only so much Kyle Shanahan could do for so long to keep Jimmy Garoppolo's head above water. And then it was over. Look at him now. Brock is not just a product of Kyle Shanahan and his supporting cast. They help. But he also is a really good player. And after the last few weeks, it's looking like He's going to win the MVP. Earlier on in the season, it was thinking, hey, Jalen Hurts. How's Jalen doing now? I'm watching. Or, or Patrick Mahomes. No. 
or Christian McCaffrey. Hell of a player. But the last few weeks, has he even been the Niners' offensive MVP other than the quarterback, or has it been Debo? I think the emergence of Debo Samuel is sort of taking a little shine away from Christian McCaffrey and putting, putting it all on Brock Purdy because he's the one distributing the ball. He's the one defeating the scouting report on him. When was the last time the Niners had a quarterback who could beat the scouting report? With Alex Smith, you knew he was going to hold the ball too long, and if guys weren't wide open, he wasn't going to throw it. Won't pull the trigger. With Colin Kaepernick, you kind of knew he was going to go to his first read or run. With Jimmy Garoppolo, you knew he was going to go to his first read or get sacked. <laughs> With Brock, I don't know. What do you do? I used to say, hey, force him to beat you deep. He just did. That's terrifying how eager and willing he is to throw deep and how good he is. He doesn't have the strongest arm, but he was putting the ball on the money in stride over and over and over again. So maybe it's like, you know what? Hey, dink and dunk. You can do that, but I don't want that to happen. This was a huge game for Brock Purdy. In a lot of ways, it was the best game of his career because of how he defeated the book on him. We've seen, like last week against Philly, he was great, but he didn't complete a pass over 15 yards. He was throwing swing pass to the, to the right, swing pass to the left, and it was effective. But you heard a bunch of people, including me, say, hey, is that MVP quarterback play? Is that all he can do? Or is he just a point guard distributing the ball? And it's like he heard it, Kyle heard it, and they built up a, an entire game plan to destroy that narrative. Oh, he can't, he can't do this? That's what we chose to do last week. He can't go deep? Okay, Seattle. Press our, do some press coverage. Come closer to the line of scrimmage. Don't respect Brock because we're going to do that this week. I'm extremely impressed. This guy hasn't even turned 24 yet, and he's already got defensive coordinators ripping up their scouting report. All right, that doesn't work. That's not going to work anymore. He's improved. Got to find something else. Hasn't even turned 24 yet. That's extremely impressive. So look, I want to take full credit for Brock Purdy's ascension. He was never going to be this good if there wasn't one person who's skeptical. And it was me. Everyone else thinks he's the best. And I, I'm getting there, although he's not the best quarterback ever or in the league right now. But my hesitancy brought out the best in him. There's no question. The difference between the 49ers and every other team in the NFL, quality control. If their, if their quality wasn't under control the way it is, what would they be? They'd be the Seahawks. You know what the Seahawks are? A team without quality control. Someone must control their quality. Who is doing it? Not anyone. Not me. Not me. So I just want to pat myself on the back right there. David Trinidad says, would you call that TD pass to Debo a C-squared or a hypotenuse throw? Oh, definitely hypotenuse. Japan, the Japanese Niner fan says, what's up with the no timeout at the end of the first half? Kyle Shanahan said he got confused. So I was confused. If he was confused, and I'm definitely confused. I don't know. M-Dad says that throw, Ayuk fumble was a really good shot. Great. Yup. Agree. Brock was on fire. Debo Samuel. I want to apologize to Debo Samuel. No, I don't want to apologize to Debo Samuel. Debo, I take it back. I don't owe you an apology. You owe me a thank you. Talk about a player who needs quality control. Debo Samuel has the ability to take over games, has the ability to play like the Offensive Player of the Year, an All-Pro, maybe an MVP. He's been their MVP the last three weeks. But it seems he needs someone to call him out. And I don't know. Maybe Kyle Shanahan doesn't have, can't push those buttons. Thankfully. He has the 
quality control coach of the year five times in a row, me, unofficially, to push the buttons for D, uh, to push the Debo buttons for him. What did I do a few weeks ago? I wrote a scathing article. Scathing. It was scathing. Saying that Debo Samuel hasn't lived up to his contract extension. They're paying him almost $24 million a year. And what does he do? He catches a few passes. Uh, he, wasn't, he wasn't living up to his contract. And I called him out. And what did he do? He, he, answered, he answered me. He's been playing great. Specifically to prove me wrong. Because Debo doesn't necessarily have a standard on his own. He's too good. He can't play like this all the time. It's just too good. If he did, he'd be already in the Hall of Fame as an active player, which no one's ever done. He needs me to be like, hey, Debo, you're not earning your paycheck. Hey, Debo, you're the fourth best offensive weapon on the team. He was like, oh, for real? Word? Watch me put the team on my back, though. And he did. And I'm impressed. But I'm not. Because this is the effect of quality, quality control. The Niners don't just have quality control. They have quality, quality control. That's different. And it rubs off on all the players. I deserve a raise in the sense that I don't get paid anything by the team. Debo, you're welcome. You need me like Howard, like Ali needed Howard Cosell. So you're welcome. I do this for free. I want you to succeed. And today I was really, really proud of you. You showed me something I haven't seen. So proud, Debo. Good going. Keith Murphy, the unbeaten, still unbeaten, says, Wilkes came with the DB rep loving, uh, living up to it. Absolutely. He is a DB guru. Pally says, Grant, please don't praise the Niners. Every time you do, you jinx them. Good, I'll praise them even more tonight because that's what I do. I would jinx the Niners right now. Who is good enough to beat the Niners? Who can beat them? They're going to the playoffs. Is Baltimore going to beat them? I mean, Baltimore almost lost to the Rams today. Had to go to overtime to beat the Rams. Philly, I don't know. If you watch this tomorrow, we'll see what, what happens. They're losing right now 17-3. to I'm watching on the big screen here. They look like a team that was getting lucky, winning games that they shouldn't have been winning, and now they're freaking reeling. Losing to Dallas, who we know isn't going to beat the Niners. We know that. So Dallas isn't beating the Niners. Philly ain't beating them. No one from the NFC South is going to beat the Niners. The Saints, the Lions aren't going to beat them. Who's going to beat the Niners? No one in the NFC. And then the AFC, who's going to beat them? Like uh, uh, Kansas City? No. Uh, no. Frankly, here's, here's the game I want to see. And I, the Niners are going to win it. But the game I want to see in the Super Bowl, Niners, Dolphins. I want to see that game. I know the Niners and Dolphins played last year, and the Niners destroyed them. But the Dolphins had a bunch of injuries, and I think they're better this year. And they have Vic Fangio, and they have Jalen Ramsey. I think it would be a fun game. Mike McDaniel and Vic Fangio against Kyle Shanahan and Steve Wilkes. Two against Purdy. Tyreek Hill against Christian McCaffrey. I want to see that. And even them, I don't think they're going to beat the Niners. Only team that can beat the Niners is the Niners. But that's a Super Bowl I'd be, I would really enjoy watching. Miami and the Niners. 
That's all I'm looking for at this point. Who can make it interesting? The Niners do feel like they are way ahead of the rest of the league. They have they're <laughs> if Purdy wins the MVP, that means they have the best player in the league and he's the cheapest player in the league. Who can beat that? It seems to me if you can get MVP quarterback level play from a guy making 900k, you should win the Super Bowl. You should win the Super Bowl. The Niners have maximized their team. They don't pay for the quarterback and he's the MVP. Yeah. You should win the Super Bowl like 48 to 6. And they just might. They won by 12 today, and you're like, yeah, that wasn't their best effort. They could do a whole lot better. Right? Anyway, just a second. A little game time here. Just a sec. Today's sponsor, GameTime.co, the GameTime app. You shouldn't have to worry when you're buying tickets to your next big event. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you with killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, views from the seat, and their best price guarantee. Game time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. Here are some of the things I like about the Game Time app experience. Last-minute tickets, flash deals, and zone deals. Easy to find and buy tickets for every kind of event in your area or my area. Views from all seats in the venue, not just some. Lowest price guarantee, event cancellation protection, job loss protection. How do they even do that? GameTime is the only ticketing app that gives you complete peace of mind with your purchase. You can see the view from your seat before you buy, so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. That's key. All-in prices show your total up front, so you know you're not, so you know you are getting a great deal without hidden fees. That's key also. You can also buy tickets in seconds with two taps, not three. Three is for the birds. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code IGGY for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code IGGY for $20 off. Download GameTime today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. Thank you, GameTime. All right. Jair Brown. I also want to take full credit for this. I'm doing a great job of quality control. Jair Brown, I felt, was sort of put on notice. He didn't play well against the Eagles. Everyone else did. Missed a couple tackles, blew a couple coverage assignments, and a couple days later, they signed veteran safety, veteran DB Logan Ryan. Logan doesn't know the defense. He's getting a crash course. He's learning it. But once he's up to speed, if Jair Brown is messing up and he's making rookie mistakes, the Niners aren't going to stick with him. They're going to go with the veteran because they're going to try to – They're it's a Super Bowl or bust year, and they weren't expecting to be starting rookie Jair Brown. It's a veteran team. It was supposed to be Talano Hafunga. He tore his ACL. Jair Brown stepped in and had it, you know, he was up and down for the first couple starts. Then they bring in Logan Ryan. All right, Jair, they just upped the ante on you. Pressure's on. You got a few weeks left before he learns the defense, and you're put on notice. What are you going to do? Are you going to rise to the challenge, or are you going to shrink under the pressure? He rose to the challenge, interception. It's big hits. He's not getting replaced by Logan Ryan. Logan, thank you for coming to the team. You might get a Super Bowl ring as a backup, but Jair Brown is a good player. And again, he didn't have a great game last week. They sign a guy. How do you respond? He responded like a hell of a freaking player. A fraud shrinks. He didn't. So I think this was a big test for that. This has probably got a... 
really boost his confidence and the team's confidence in him. They got a really good player, a rookie they can count on, a playmaker. He had a pick in this game. It would have had the interception, a second interception, but Fred Warner picked it off before Jair Brown could catch it. It was going right to him. It's good. That's a good. It's a win for the 49ers, and this is a positive development because I got some stuff coming up next that isn't so positive. Really, down the stretch for this team, it's going to be about can they keep themselves healthy as they're beating on teams? Because they're going to win these games. They're going to beat Arizona next week. We know that. But how many guys are they going to lose? We'll talk about that. Also, how many guys, how many young guys are going to step up? Jair Brown is one. Jordan Mason's another. Elijah Mitchell missed the game. Jordan Mason got another opportunity. Touchdown. Five yards of carry. Easy. Diamador Lenore stepping up. Ambry Thomas stepping up. A lot of young players stepping up. Jair Brown's the one rookie out there. And he gave the Niners every reason to be confident in him. Jeff says, no Hargrave, Armstead, Ward, and one by double digits. Is Wilkes still impressive to you? Yes. He should be in the running for coordinator of the year. Corey Coleman says, as a Seahawks fan, don't take this team seriously until Pete Carroll is gone. Jaden Daniels would look good in a Seahawks uniform. Pete Carroll needs to go. It's over for Pete. The Japanese Niners fan says, Bosa had some nice pressure come from the inside. He did. Nathan Flores says, Jair Brown is playing some good football for being a rookie. Yes, he is. Matthew Sanders says, oh. Matthew Sanders says, Kyle, after the first two plays, that was much easier than punting. I should just try to get the ball in one shot every time. He shoots, he scores. Happy Gilmore reference. I think I could, I think I could memorize the entire movie. Seen missed tackles again. 11 ran the wrong route. 13 is money. Okay. David Trinidad says Kyle should call more fake punts. Do you agree? Yes. He said after the game that he didn't call it. That Wisnowski just started running. Maybe he bobbled the, uh, the ball. But, hey, Wisnowski, call your own number more. You're explosive. He's like the Debo Samuel of punters. No one wants to tackle Wisnowski. They should... They should play him at running back. He should be their punt returner. Wisnowski isn't used enough. He's so good. I think he could play linebacker, fullback, tailback, tight end, edge rusher, quarterback, offensive coordinator, punter. Frankly, I think punter's probably a waste of his talents. Who, who's with me? Traverius Ward. So, okay, the Niners won, but they lost some players. And in a sense, this is the news. Like, yeah, okay, they, they beat the Seahawks. We know. Like, if I, if I could tell you before the game, hey, the Niners are going to win. <laughs> You'd be like, right, we know, but who, who got hurt? Did they get through the win unscathed? No. Traverius Ward, first drive of the game, pulls his groin, been an issue for him. Missed time with groin injury. And I think the good news is it happened week 14. There's still week 15, week 16, week 17, week 18, and then the playoffs. So good news is he shouldn't miss a playoff game with this. We don't know. If he misses any time, he should be back for the playoffs. Another good thing, it allowed the Niners to play Amory Thomas more as a starter and allow him to build his own confidence. He gave up a touchdown catch early. 
covering DK Metcalf and then essentially shut him down. Diamador Lenore got to cover DK Metcalf, shut him down. It's a big confidence booster. And Isaiah Oliver got to play, and he played well. And he isn't even good. Confidence booster for him. So if they can survive without Traverius Ward, getting him back is going to feel like a cheat code. He's been so good the last few weeks. The groin injury was interesting. He had to defend that deep pass to DK. Almost picked it off. Made a, a great play. Got injured the next play. And I wonder if he pulled that groin on the deep one. It's like it's the first drive of the game. Now he's making you, now the, the Seahawks are making you sprint. Are you really warm? would you have pulled your groin defending that route on the second drive or the third drive? Is it the fact that it was the first drive of the game were you a little possible? This is something you got to monitor because I, it looked like early in the game that the Niners might lose because of the loss of Tavares Ward. All of a sudden, they were down 10-7. It's just that they were facing Drew Locke, who's terrible. I mean, all NFL quarterbacks stink, but like, you know, he's terrible. Throw a spiral. I'll give it. He could definitely throw a spiral. Other than that, terrible quarterback. So he kind of let the Niners off the hook. I'm thinking, you know, if, if they play Dallas in the playoffs and they don't have Traverius Ward, that could be an issue. Could be. Also, it might not be an issue because Dallas stinks too. Yeah, I'm talking to you. They heard me. Wishing Traverius Ward all the best. Javon Hargrave. Javon Hargrave pulled his hammy. Javon Hargrave's a D lineman. That's a lot of force. He's over 300 pounds. When you pull a hammy, that could be bad. Usually it pulled hamstrings three weeks. I'm 169 pounds, and when I used to pull my hamstring in track in high school, that's three weeks. Not fun. Groin two. It lingers. It lingers. It's a lingerer. And again, where the Niners are right now, They've won five in a row. They're 10 and three. It's December and they're playing very hard, but at the same time, they got to be smart. So they're being smart with Eric Armstead. Armstead got hurt, played through it against the Eagles at a game they needed, then they sat him. I'm thinking if this was a, a playoff game, he probably could have, probably, maybe could have played. So you don't want Javon Hargrave playing through a hamstring injury ever, especially in the regular season. Be smart with him. You don't need Javon Hargrave to beat Arizona next week. Be smart with him. Sit him. Sit him. Sit Armstead. Sit Ward. Make sure they're 100% healthy. Not for the Ravens game. Forget the Ravens. For the playoffs. And if the Niners drop a game that they shouldn't, oh well. Now, again, if Philly loses... All of a sudden, the Niners are in play for the number one seed, so they can't just take their foot off the gas entirely, but they can beat these teams without Javon Hargrave. They can go into Arizona, have no Hargrave, no Armstead, and win. You know why? Javon Kinlaw played well today. Been playing well. Shout out to Javon Kinlaw. Remember that little thing that happened between us? It feels like 10 years ago. But if you remember, what did he say to me that night? He said, if I have a bad season, then you can criticize me. Already had a bad season last year. Did I criticize him? No. Why? Because he was hurt. Now he's not hurt. Having a good season. Javon, if you're watching, I see you. 
great job. Really happy for you. I can't think of a player who went through more heartache than him for three years. I mean, Solomon Thomas, too. Solomon Thomas had heartache, but he just wasn't good. Javon Kinlaw, we didn't know if he was good or not because he couldn't stay healthy. His knee wouldn't agree with him. Now, I mean, why did it take this long for his knee to agree with him? Not his fault. I look at the Niners. They've had some questionable knee history. But all of a sudden, they figure it out, and he's a contributor. That's great. Also, Cleland Farrell was good today. Randy Gregory was good today. Kevin Gibbons is always good. They can beat the Cardinals without their starting defensive tackles. I don't know if they're beating the mighty Dallas Cowboys without their starting defensive tackles. Although, although maybe they will. Don't think the Niners are going to lose again this year. Although, there could be, a, you know, one of those games. Other than that, a letdown. This could have been the letdown. It wasn't. It was a bit of a letdown. The Niners played like mm, crap. For most of the first half, one by 12. Pretty good. They're pretty good. Jeff says, Grant, the chat can't stop talking about Jason Verrett coming back. Comment for them. Is he coming back? Jason Verrett got signed? What happened? What happened? Hold on. Jason Verrett. Why are you guys shit me out? Oh, he was there. Oh, he's signing with the practice squad. Ha-ha. <laughs> okay, let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Oh, I got to write Jason Verrett in, though. It's very important. Jason Verrett. Do-do-do-do. Do-do-do-do. Elmo song. This is a song. La-la-la-la. Where'd it go? Did I just write Jason Verrett? This is a song, la, 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 Elmo song, Jason Verrett. Elmo's song was a banger. People don't talk about that. Where you at, Jason? This is the song, la, 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 la. StreamYard, what is your problem? All right, I, I, can't, I can't handle StreamYard right now. Don't know what's going on. Let's talk about Jason Verrett. The Niners have signed Jason Verrett to the practice squad. They talked about this a few weeks ago. It didn't get done. My interpretation is this is a negotiation. It's a negotiation. The Niners probably offered him next to nothing. They're like, oh, we really want you back, Jason. You would be a great piece for us down the stretch. Now, we're not going to sign you to our active roster. But there's a spot on our practice squad waiting for you if you want to play for $9.95 an hour or whatever. And he was like, that's embarrassing. I'd rather not. And then I was like, okay, suit yourself. Go retire. We, we, we could get you a Super Bowl ring, but go retire. I'm just guessing how this might have went. And he was like, I'll wait three weeks to see if something better happens. And nothing, no better offer materialized. And he's like, okay, I'll take the minimum. He's from Fairfield. He could live with his parents. Pay no rent. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just saying, it'd be a long commute. I commute from Oakland, though. What he could do is, he could drive down to Oakland. I could pick, he could pick me up. And then we could take, we could take the carpool lane down together, save money. Anyway, clearly, the, I, I, it's pretty clear the Niners lowballed him. 
He thought about it. He realized it's not about the money. This is his last opportunity to get a ring. He's probably going to get that ring doing nothing. Same with Logan Ryan. And now Zach Ertz has to decide if he wants to do that too. Dude, you're from Danville. You're washed. You could wait for a better offer from some other team that stinks and go play with them, catch seven passes and say, you know, make some money. But you have money. And your parents live in Danville still. Just accept a spot in the Niners practice squad. Pay, play for free. Live with your parents. I'm sure they would love to have you. I'm sure they have your childhood room ready for you, bed made, posters up. It would be a wonderful experience. Move back in with your parents, play for the practice squad. Why not? I think the Niners should fill up their practice squad with players in their mid-30s who are from the Bay Area. Marshawn Lynch, you're not that old. Let's get Marshawn Lynch on the practice squad. He's from Oakland. We could go down. I could pick up Marshawn. Does he still live in Oakland? Probably not. Still. His parents probably do. I think we should get more Bay Area athletes on the Niners practice squad. What are we waiting for? Devontae Adams, you're from Palo Alto. How about you? Practice squad. Purdy will let Verrett crash on the couch. Yeah. They could work this out. Who makes more money, Jason Verrett in the practice squad or Brock Purdy? <laughs> All right, let's see what happened with Dallas. Touchdown! So Philly stinks. Dallas definitely stinks, but not as much as Philly. It's 24 to 6. I got to say, it's been all bad for Philly since Dom DeSandro became a household name. Ever since people learned who Dom DeSandro is, they're in shambles. Shambles. Dom DeSandro ruined their whole their whole season. Although He's not on the sideline tonight. Maybe you can't blame him. Someone says, turns out the Eagles are frauds. What team is not a fraud this year except other than the Niners? The only non-fraudulent team in the entire league. Crazy. Matthew Sanders says, Dallas is painting Philly right now. The book is out. Nick Bosa called it. I'm going to go. But I just want to say, I really appreciate Nick Bosa. Not as a player. He's great. As a, as a speaker, he just lays it out. Hey, how do you stop this quarterback? Oh, here's our game plan. And I hope every the rest of the league is listening because this is how it's done. Thank you, Nick. Thank you. He's great. And the, what's cool about him, he blocked me on Twitter before he even got drafted because I made a little video series saying essentially that he was overrated. I said it, there was like clips of uh, Bosa's strengths, and then I made a whole highlight reel of Bosa's weaknesses, which was him going against Orlando Brown in college, and he didn't like it. He blocked me for years, years. Something happened, and he took it upon himself to take the time out of his day to unblock me. How many times have you unblocked someone on Twitter? Once you block someone, it's over. He took the time to unblock me, that's love. I will always have a place in my heart, a dear place in my heart for Nick Bosa because he unblocked me. I don't know why. He must really have good taste in YouTube videos 
or writing. He must understand that Grant Cohn is astute on the ball. Got to read what he's saying. Got to be in the know. And ever since he did, defensive player of the year, highest paid non-quarterback. How do you think he got that? Uh, quality control. He'll, he'll tell you. He'll tell you. Very bright guy. Very good taste. All right, guys. All right, guys. I'm going to go home and watch the rest of this <laughs> Eagles massacre. Who's beating the Niners in a playoff game? The Saints. Derek Carr. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, see you guys. Thanks for watching. Bye.